Welcome to Newsworthy with Norrisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. Probably not going to the whole time just because I don't want to hurt my head. I would prefer not to. Okay, don't. Like this is like shoes off. Like this is gonna be a really good conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. I can jump into mine. I, I don't. I'm happy either way. Really, really happy. Either way. You do mid roll. I do do mid roll. Are you gonna now? Because it's a lot more money. Yeah. I don't do them because I don't have to yet. But I feel like I because I had like a um, with Podbean. It's a. Uh, it's like. 39 episodes or something like that sponsorship oh wow and it was just pre-roll yeah um, post-roll that's awesome now yeah so I'm like yeah don't do that yeah okay so you want you, you we'll, go, we'll do your we'll do you first okay. and then we'll see what happens and if we can't do a if we end up doing an hour and 10 minutes or something then we'll just put the same 35. interview on both or we'll do have these we can do 35 I mean I think well, we just I, I trust us Here's the best part. Of it. We're good enough friends, but we're not good enough friends. Yeah. We're good enough friends to talk, but there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot that you don't know. Right. There's you, a lot you don't know. There's, you know too much you don't that we're not know. talking about on the podcast. <laughs> you don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want to hear. Yeah. That's. This is it. This yeah. is. This sounds right. Yeah, right. And so we just record into those little things so you don't yeah. have the. Right. And so then Chad just comes and gets that and then. And then sorry, makes it. sorry, I, don't know. I, I just out. was straightening it. It's all dudes in here except me, so it always it always looks like a bunch of dudes. Does Ian record in here? Yes. Uh huh. This same room. Mm-hmm. That's fancy. Yeah. Who's this episode brought to us by? Uh, <laughs> we're starting now. Let's go. Uh, Annie, do you know um, if you ever thought I'm going to start another podcast? You know what you should do. You know who you should talk to? I would talk to Podbean, Podbean. You know why? Because they are your all-in-one podcast hosting and publishing provider. And now, with their- I know. You know what happens? It's a mobile app. So if you're like, hey, I can't get to the weld where we are today in this fancy- like, hey, I'm I'm modern. I go to the weld. I feel like my jeans need to get like two points tighter being in here. (laughs) Points? Jeans are scaled by points? There's a scale. There's a scale. Oh. Anyway, so if you can't make it here and you still want to record your podcast with their new mobile app, you can do that. Yeah, because I've heard from you that you can literally record on your phone and upload it from your phone. Directly. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I'm a big fan of Podbean, thanks to you. For more information, go to podbean.com backslash newsworthy. Yeah, that's right. There it is. I knew that. Okay, friends. Today, uh, you know what? My friend Annie and I were talking. We said we should do two episodes. Right. And you know what Annie said? That sounds fun. Exactly. (laughs) And then I said, let's get ready for some awesome. That's right. And we, we, we're doing this. Yes. So the first part of our conversation is on your podcast, and the second part is on mine. I haven't done ever, that ever before of you uh, in the history of my podcasting. Never. No, I mean, not in the history of the world have I done yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Good. I haven't done it pre-podcast either. So never in the history of the world have I gone halvesies on have, a podcast interview. Yeah, I don't think I have. I, I think feel it's like, kind of fun. No, I think with Homebrewed, you know Homebrewed? Uh-huh. they're I mean, if you listen to them, your chance of getting to heaven will drop <laughs> six points. Um, this feels like the Jason Palooza again, where you were deciding based on our behavior whether we were going to heaven or not. That's yeah. a big, you know, I'm Church of Christ, so a right. big part of my DNA is determining who gets into heaven. <laughs> it's how do the Church of Christ people feel about how you talk about Church of Christ? I mean, they love it. They go to your church. I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think they are. Um, are you an outlier? Um, this is your podcast. Like Malcolm, I've. This is fun. Um, <laughs> this is fun. Um, am I an outlier? 
so I'm in Nashville with a group of like a dozen preachers mm-hmm. who are similar stage of life, uh, churches that are similar. So I feel like in that group, I'm pretty typical, yeah. but I would assume in the wider Church of Christ, our entire group maybe is a little bit outliers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you know about the Church of Christ? Oh, it's it's very simple and probably way off base. Um, no instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of rules. Mm-hmm. So remember that I live and move and have my being around a Church of Christ uh, elementary, middle, high school, university in Nashville. That's right. Like I live next door to Lipscomb University. Do you really? Yeah. And so I, so all I know is basically what I overhear students saying at coffee shops. Yeah. And my minimal experience at college and you, but you are very different than what I have previously known of Church of Christ. Well, like compared to... Because y'all have instruments now. We have. But like Otter Creek is a Church of Christ in Nashville. Yeah. Very similar. Preacher there, um, very similar to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I have better hair. But um, You did get a haircut since I saw you last time. I did, yeah. High and tight. I like it. Yeah, you know, just time... Did you do it to come here? To come to Nashville? Yeah, I thought I want to... I want to be ready for this you podcast. Look right. And yeah. <laughs> does, does this fit Nashville more now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. You your haircut was fine before, but thank you. You're very Nash. Sure. Nashville. Yeah. Honestly, Nashville is my favorite non-Texas, non-beach town. That's in a the lot United of, States. That's a lot of criteria. You well, because Texas, Texas, Texas forever. I, Texas yeah, forever. Gosh, you people really feel that. Yeah, for sure. Texans do not play about that. No, we don't mess around. Yeah. But and I love the beach. Okay. And so you can compete what with... What beach do y'all go to? What y'all's... What are you... What's you and Lindsay's, like, beach trip? Oh, we've... So we used to live in Panama City, Florida. Oh, why do M- I not know that? My first job out of school was preaching at a church in Panama City, Florida. Y'all lived... Who lives in Panama City Beach? <laughs> well, we lived there for two years, so not us anymore. But right. it was, like, an extended vacation. Yeah. The beaches there are beautiful. Um, Club La Vila. Club La Vila, yes. <laughs> So the, yeah, I used to work out at the Gold's Gym in town. And so there's some gentlemen who had. Which is a very generous word to use right there. Gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I, like, we have different convictions on how, um, how we interact. Our sexual ethic might have been a little bit divergent of each yeah, other. Sure. And so there were stories of Club La Vila, yeah. which make me think that my daughters will never go in about a seven-mile radius <laughs> of the Club La Vila's right. of the world. That's right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So you lived at the beach. It's the, beautiful. Yeah, 30A is beautiful. Yeah, uh, which is where all Nashville people go. All but, of them. Yes. I mean, literally, I have gone to the beach twice by myself because so many of my friends were down there. I was like, well, I have the days off. None of my girlfriends who want to go can go. Mm-hmm. I'll just go down there, and someone will be down there. And, sure and, and it, it works? Every time. Every time. Every time, both times. Every time, both time. <laughs> but you uh, you grew up to Atlanta? Yeah, that's right. Right so outside of Atlanta and Marietta, just Marietta? northwest. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, I lived in Alpharetta for a summer. No, I didn't know that. I it, did. W- the what? North Atlanta Church of Christ. Okay. I interned there after my sophomore year of college. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, a good spot. Yeah. It's it, nice over it, there. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah. It's not Nashville. Thank you. Nor- but clearly, I live here now and not there. I mean, there was a, there's yeah. a reason I picked and, it. And you've only lived here f- nine years. Nine years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just said need some wide open spaces to make the big mistakes. Yeah, I just man, I just pumped up those Dixie chicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew. Well, I mean, if you want me to get real truthful with you, it's that I, it felt like the Lord told me to move, and mm-hmm. I thought that's insane. At the time, I was 
in my late 20s and I was single and I thought, what am I doing? Like, I yeah. don't I don't need to move. I was in my hometown. I owned a house in the same neighborhood as some of my people, like yeah. down the street from my church where my parents went, where I grew up. You virtually. went to UGA? And, yeah, I went to Georgia. Yeah. Okay, so that's 30 so, minutes away? Uh, an hour, a little, a little more than an hour. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd literally never, I mean, I still went to the same dentist my whole life. I never switched dentists even no, when I, mean, I was in college, a, right? Having a good dentist is important. Thank you. I found one here in Nashville. And so, uh, and then it just started being like, no, this is, I can tell. My I pen's can, not working. Pen I have to have a not pen. Working. Yeah, so you can like. I don't want to forget to ask this, but mm-hmm. I need to be listening. Yeah, exactly. I'm holding a pen too. Um, and so then I, as time, I, I, once I started feeling like, man, that really may be God telling me to change my life. Mm-hmm. I started doing the things you do after that when you go. This could be crazy, or it could be God. So I need to invite some people in. I need to start thinking through what would that really look like, and considering whether that's really what could be my next move and i'm not a big like god has these maps on the dot you have to get to mm-hmm. that in order to win the game i don't really yeah. think it works like that but i do think that there have been probably two times in my life where there was real direction really versus like hey here's some what would you think about this or what do you think about this you know mm-hmm. i think there have been two times when god was like hey this is the next step and you need to take it and this was one of them moving to Nashville. And so was that the teacher to become the writer, speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transition? So I taught elementary school in Georgia. But the truth Third is, grade? Uh, fourth. Fourth. Two years of fifth and three years of fourth. Wow. And I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. And I still, you know, I, I three of my fifth graders are now in their mid-20s, invited me to their weddings. Oh, goodness. Right? One of them, oh, well, they, to be fair, I was 20 and they were 10, right? So, yeah, that's right. Okay, then. So I was a, you know, I was younger than they are now when I was teaching them. Hold on. Did, you well, were I was teaching? 20, I was 23, okay. and they were 10 and 11. Okay. And so now they're 26, right? So, mm-hmm. and, um, and one of them asked me to read scripture in their wedding, you know, stuff like that, that just like, it was a beautiful job for me and a mm-hmm. good spot for me. But when I felt like Nashville was the right next move for me, I bizarrely never considered teaching. I never considered getting a job. I knew that part of the transition was pursuing writing and speaking as a full-time gig. Yeah. It took time. I mean, it took me four and a half years. I was doing every kind of part-time job this town would offer just about. Really? What was your um, favorite one? I nannied and I love that, yeah. but I did some weird stuff. You know, I worked at restaurants mm. and I took Craigslist jobs. I did Vanderbilt medical tests, like where you would do like, um, there's a, you can sign up to like not sleep for a night and then come in and answer all these questions and get a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know I mean? I, I seriously, Luke was like, that's not the creepiest would, thing you could find on Craigslist. No, I don't think so. Yeah. That's as creepy as I was going to go. Yeah, you don't want to do more And still than be that. a person. Yeah. You know? Like, I yeah. wasn't willing to lose my humanity for money. That's, that's, that's a good, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good quote. Y'all should probably put that on Twitter. Yeah. Don't lose your humanity yeah. <laughs> for money. Don't, yeah, don't say, like, I'm going to step down from human to frog. You don't want <laughs> right. to do that. It's, it's not, not worth it. it. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. It's not going to be worth it. So you felt... You felt God was calling you to do that. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. I was listening to one of your podcasts with a uh, spider-killing gentleman yes. named Carlos. Carlos Whitaker, yeah. Whitaker. And he told a story about how God t- told him to go somewhere for lunch. And he's at lunch somewhere in Nashville. And his buddy was like, hey, where should we go? And he goes, I don't know. Let's pray about it. Right. And I hear that and I go, come on, bro. Let's right. let's let's turn the God knob down just a few notches, sure, okay? Sure. And I feel like let's let's play the God card pretty heavy. Sure. I'm listening to that while I'm outside of my daughter's gymnastics 
location. Which starter, which level? One, uh, two, or three? This is the first one, okay. the first edition. Of... I don't know if you say their names, so I didn't want to just blow it up like that. <laughs> yeah, we do say their names. Okay. Do some people not call their kids by names? They just go by order? Well, I mean, then... I just don't know how public your private life is on your podcast. Mm, yeah. You're a podcast star. Well, I don't you know about that. You have a Podbean sponsorship. Well, everybody, everybody listens to you, so I didn't know if you like wanted your kids' names out in public. I, I do. I mean, we yeah, can always change. We can change your names later if it comes to that. <laughs> Except that people will always know that they belong to you and Lindsay because they all have your face. They we we can change that as well. Plastic <laughs> surgery is very common all and is affordable. Optional. Okay, go ahead. And Sorry. with Podbean, <laughs> we have Podbean. the resources to do that. <laughs> you want a new nose? Podbean, sign Podbean. up for another round of sponsorship. Yeah, everyone just download it and use it, and then guess what? And then I can tell you about my kids. <laughs> New cheekbones for my daughters. Um, it's going to be their eye shape. We don't have time for this. Go into... Um, the story about Carlos. Carlos. So he said that. I'm like, bro, take it down just a few notches on the God. And then I pause and I'm... Because I had a phone call I need to make. Earlier right. that day, I thought, I need to call my friend Mark. And I said, hey, I, I read something he wrote on Facebook. I was like, you know, bro, you need to write yeah. a book. And so I called him and I said, Mark, I know we've talked about this before. You really need to write a book. As your friend, you're talented. You're, you're gifted at this. Uh-huh. You need to do it. And he goes, Luke... I wrote one chapter and I haven't been doing it. I'm too scared or I'm too whatever apprehensive. I haven't been doing it. And this phone call, I'm going to start writing. I'm going to get it done by such and such. If I, if you don't get something from me okay. by Thanksgiving, get on me. Yeah. But I really appreciate you calling. I really needed this. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, Carlos. All right, <laughs> yeah, Carlos. Man. I would never say that. Yeah. But it's the same idea that, I mean... Well, yeah, I think I think what you're saying is what's true is it's the vernacular, not the behavior. The behavior is the same. It's exact he's, same. He's just giving it a name and putting a label and doing whatever. Whereas not everyone do that. Some of us go like, man, I cannot get that person out of my mind. I'm going to go with it. The the deeper truth is, can you trust yourself with what is going on in your heart and your mind and yeah. move forward with that? And sometimes that's going to be God. But you heard me say this on the podcast, and I still believe it, Luke. When I get to heaven, I want the Lord to go like, Annie, you're insane. You thought you heard me all the time. And, like, you were right, like, 92% of the time, but 8% of the time, you're a wackadoodle. Just crazy. Versus getting to heaven and the Lord going, it, uh, this is all under the assumption that you I'm more of I a, can go to heaven. But, see, yeah, like, I think you can get it. But I'm more the 8% of, well, you know what? I didn't overstep my bounds. And so yeah. 92% of the time. Yeah, but and so then, Carlos is probably a better person than me because no, he's no, putting no, God I, in no, everything. No, 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 no. I think you do put God in everything. You just don't label it like that, which I think is fine. I think the... The other option is people who go, I can't hear God. God doesn't speak to us anymore. I'm in this by myself. Yeah. And that's not what you think. And that's not what I think. And so, and that's not what Carlos thinks. Carlos just puts a different label on it. Then I I don't even label it quite as uh, charismatically as Carlos does. I would, but I do when it came to moving to Nashville, because the other thing, Luke, is I would have never gone if I didn't know, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have given up my life. I gave up my whole life. That'd I gave up tough. my friends and my church and my job and my house and my family for a city I had never been to before. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't have done that if I wasn't sure that was what the Lord wanted me to do and was asking me to do. When So after my job in Florida where I was next to Club La Vila. I was about to say, I wish n- you'd just go ahead and say Panama City every time. I never I never actually went to Club La Vila for the record. Okay. Never never went there. Um, but I left and I decided to plant a church. Mm-hmm. And I had like the one time I had like have like a, you know, a God story kind of thing where, you know, I feel like I should do this. And I get a phone call from someone says, hey, would you do this? And I was like, yeah, oh, okay, same yeah. day. Maybe I should do this, blah, blah, blah. But I, I get to the church that's my sponsoring church in Fort Worth. And. At the same time I'm there, there's a group of people who felt God told them to do something. And so they are moving to Rwanda. And so we're kind of partnered, same time, same place. And 
they're like, yeah, yeah, you, you're following God's lead to where you're going to. And I'm like, I'm going to like Texas. Like there's not Hotel <laughs> right. Denton. There's right. Hotel Rwanda. Right. So I don't feel like I should Hotel be using Denton. this. Uh, it might be a good movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, that's I an idea Denton, for, for, by the way. It's a great place. I love it. There's Is that a, where you planted your church? It Denton? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I want to hear so much about that. Okay, keep going. There's a great ice cream place. I'll tell you about that. I need that to be my next sponsor because yeah. I'm all up on Beth Marie's ice cream. Anyway, but in comparison to someone moving out, outside the United States, going to Rwanda, yeah, a country yeah. that um, from friends I know who've, who've lived there, who grew up there, I mean, it's a pretty tough, tough part of the world. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I cower to their saying, this is God calling me. I'm like, well, I'm just going to move in oh, somewhere man, else. Oh, man, I'll fight you about this fight all me. day long. Okay. Because I am... Such, yeah, yeah, I so deeply disagree with how you have labeled that Ouch. for yourself. Ouch. I mean, it's going to make us deeply disagree. <laughs> We're still going to be friends. No, no, no. Here's what I, I think if all of us went to Rwanda, we 97% of us are missing what we're called to do are missing what we're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Your call, whatever that looks like in your life, mm-hmm. whatever God's asking you to do or whatever brave looks like for you, to drop the word that I use a lot, mm-hmm. whatever brave looks like for you, mm-hmm. if you don't do your brave thing, you're, you can't decide based on what other people are doing. You have to decide based on what's on in, the inside of you. Yeah. Right? Because you and I can both be going after what God has for us and cheering each other on and mm-hmm. moving forward. But if I look at you and go, well, then I have to be a Church of Christ pastor to do that right. And then I'm spending my whole life trying to toil toward being this thing mm-hmm. that God actually never called me to, that I just looked at your life and decided that was that was a calling that mm-hmm. everyone needed. And so I think you moving to Texas and planning a church in that experience is as powerful mm-hmm. as people moving to Rwanda, even if the sacrifice on this side of kingdom living looks different, right? And mm-hmm. the sacrifice looks different to humans. It is actually not different to God, I don't think. You sound like a preacher right now. I really feel you're getting, super strong you're like about you, this. And I am a preacher, bro. You, you Joel Osteen. Let's talk about right that, there. Church of Christ. <laughs> I was about to say, if you feel like that's your call, <laughs> you misunderstood because that's, not, Cause that's what, not what the Church of Christ would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is such a wrestle point for me. I'm not, I am not on staff at a church, so I'm not a pastor by trade or a preacher by trade, though I do believe that we can all preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Have you always thought that? No. When did that change? Um, you know, I I grew up in the Methodist church where women could be pastors, but not until probably my teenage years. And even when it happened, I, I wasn't sure I understood. I'll, I'll tell you the truth, Luke. I'm, I probably shouldn't record all this, but here we go. Um, I, I wrestle with it. I wrestle with what the scripture says and what my gifting is. Really? I wrestle with um, the power I see. And I think men and women leading the church for men and women is really healthy and really beautiful. And I am a big believer that there should be a mothering voice and a fathering voice in the church mm-hmm. because God is both mother and father. I still am in wrestle with the scripture about what that means job description wise for women in the church really yeah i okay i didn't know you were methodist growing up yeah it's i don't know why but i felt like you're baptist well i my last couple of books have been published with lifeway mm-hmm. i go to cross point here in nashville which kind of has a baptist based theology mm-hmm. we dunk instead of sprinkle right and so Whew, there is gosh. um we are non-denominational Ooh, oh good. close one you're you're still getting in okay <laughs> so far you got one going for you. Uh, thank you. The As you take dunk, notes. Dunk, <laughs> dunk plus one. Got it. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up Methodist. 
Okay. Um, hmm. I know it's just a wrestle spot for me because, because I mean, wouldn't you even say that it is healthy to have a mothering voice in the church? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I yes, I think so. Yeah. And I think when you only hear a masculine voice, you hear only half of God's revelation to the world because yeah. God's image is in all people. Right. And if you only hear the masculine version, it's like, a, like you know, us Christians, we sing a cappella only and we know the the four parts um to only hear the bass line and the treble means or the tenor treble yeah. um you're missing out the other half of the voice yeah. uh, and the song and the other half I of the I bet that's a really beauty. beautiful thing that your church that the church of Christ learns is symphony and uh melodies and harmonies and and how that translates into life do you teach about that sometimes um, since I really know very little about music, yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I really that. try to I steer away from that because I sound like an idiot. I did one. Uh, I tried to use a metaphor of atonement theories mm-hmm. as substitu- substitutionary atonement. Yeah, is one of the images in scripture, and we mi- when we make it out to be the only image of atonement, it's like you hear a song but only the bass line. And I had I oh, played that's something. Really good, Luke. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's my job to do that, right? And but then I I had a guy sing, or I played something of one of uh, my coworkers singing something. I thought that was just a, I was like, that's just a baseline. And afterwards, one of my musicians is like, uh, he actually was just singing the lead, but really deep. And I'm like, what's the difference? Oh, I don't know what that even means. Sure. So I I tend to stick steer clear of those, mm. but I I respect them. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, I think that's just a wrestle spot that the church is coming into. Mm-hmm. It seems to be as we're watching like Willow Creek make their executive pastor. Right? That's right. She's an executive pastor. They're co-lead pastors now, right? Yeah. Is I that think the so. deal? Yeah. And so we're watching really respected Bible-based, strong theology churches mm-hmm. bring women into more prominent leadership. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And I also think I still need to figure out what, what, I, what I think totally, especially because the wrestle is that I – Love you it. do it, and right. that would be a big negative on the getting to heaven thing if it's all right. wrong. Cause you, right, because you were. I saw you preached uh, just recently. Yeah, at, last weekend at Crosspoint. Yeah, how often do you do that at Crosspoint? I've done it one twice. I've only done it twice. Mm-hmm. So in July, and then again in uh, October. Yeah, October. I mean, those are the two low months of the year. For I, most listen, churches. don't I know? So don't <laughs> act like it's not like you got like the Easter. <laughs> I didn't or, get Easter. I didn't or, get like, Palm Sunday or August or January. <laughs> I mean, it's. So there's a chance if it's a sin that like God was like I was I was gone too I was oh. traveling <laughs> July I was at the beach the fall there's a football uh, game I let went me to tell you about the one in July so it's the first time I'd ever made did you get Fourth of July no <laughs> I mean no that oh my gosh what if I was like it was literally the fourth no I've done the Fourth of July and I've done Memorial Day weird right <laughs> I think that's so sad that when churches play like that but you have to I get it mm-hmm. no uh, so our church had gone through you you know this but our church lost our pastor. Uh, he did not die. He left. I was say, like, he, we were at Six Flags and we just couldn't yeah, find we him. Find him so we just left him there and had to find oh, a new I one. I want to make jokes. I won't. Um, but our, our man Jason was uh, the interim. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, hey, Jay. Yeah. Hey, Jay. Um, so he was, yeah. So the way it looked is that our pastor left last September mm-hmm. and then a couple of different men stepped in, Jason being the prominent. Um, voice. And you were a part of the committee of that was looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I never, I never heard from yeah. you. That's, oh, my gosh. Luke. That's weird. I never. <laughs> I guess you didn't we have were, my number. I didn't have you your number yet. Number. Now we're good. Now we're good. Um, and man, what a what a gift! All those men, Jeff Henderson and Bob Goff stepped in, um, and Bo- Jason Love was, does podcast. Yeah, oh. Jason really is. Hold on, how was yes. how many times did he preach? 
Bob twice, once or twice. Okay. Twice. So, uh, Jeff came twice. I think Bob was. Twice. Can we do a, a tangent on Bob Goff? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I heard he he did something I at uh, Pepperdine University. Yeah. And uh, just a couple months ago, and he was great. And someone said, "Hey, was that a sermon?" And I'm a fan of stand-up comedy. Yes. Um, I, don't I know? <laughs> I oh, know yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Stand-up. Yes. But, I, like, I've heard him preach, and I'm like, you're doing, like, that's a stand-up routine. Yeah. Which I respect, and I think not as a weekly preaching voice, but as a, like, a... A, a traveling preaching Yeah, voice. like, that yeah. That works. Yes. So two weeks in a row? Did he... Oh, no, he went two weeks in a row. Okay, just he two different He was two different. I think he was two. We can confirm that. Someone, okay. can, someone can call me out on that if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I remember one really clearly because it was the week after our pastor left, and he he, he came in and was the father for us. Oh, I bet he's great and for it that. It was beautiful. And I feel like there was one more. But, yeah, I just remember he stepped down off the stage onto the first row of chairs and just put his hands on people and just said, you're going to be okay. I mean, there's, you know, there's 1,200 people in there who are grieving. And very suddenly oh, experiencing loss. And yeah. he just came in as a dad, and Jeff did too, and Jeff Henderson from um, Gwinnett Church in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then Jason came in as a real consistent voice that, he, I mean, you know, he's such a strong teacher and just mm-hmm. really loves the Bible and loves God and just was a, a consistent, strong voice. He, I think he's part of the Crosspoint family for the rest of his life, whether he likes it or not. They, yeah. The people love him so much and respect him and are grateful for him. So at the end, of, we get through the spring, and we've had a couple of other people come in and out, and we hire a new pastor. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a guy, I have an episode with him, his name's Kevin Queen, mm-hmm. a guy that I went to college with. And it's just blown my mind for all the reasons that you've, you know, you've grieved for nine months over your pastor leaving. And, yeah. and now this guy has come in, and it's not even like an average guy. It's this guy that I've known for 20 years that I respect so much. Mm-hmm. And the Sunday I get to preach. So he gets announced on July 2nd as the new pastor mm-hmm. on video. On July. Do you guys do that on 4th of July weekend? You're like, in case people don't like yeah. it, we're just going to try it out. So, yeah, if yeah, everyone hates it, we'll just put a new one out the next <laughs> week. Right, it's kind of right. like a we soft lunch. Yeah. That's right. Um, and so then on July 9th, he did a video. And then on July 16th, I got to introduce him live for the first time to our people. Oh, wow. And it was so special, Luke, because I taught on the power of remembering who God is, even when your experiences don't tell you who he is. And so then at the end, I pulled out my journal from my freshman year of college when I met him. And I just said, the reason I journal is so so that I can remember all the things God has been to me. And And so I pull out the journal and I go, look, this is... I can tell you that on this retreat, what God did for me, and I met, a fr- I made a friend that weekend, and I watched him worship, and and I've watched his life for twenty years. I watched him date and get married and have kids, and he's my new pastor, and wow. here he is. And I brought him, and I mean, bawling. He and I are both bawling. We just can't even, we cannot even control our tears. And it was really, uh, it, it, I, he is not Jesus. Crosspoint didn't need a savior. We've never lost our savior. Uh, but I sure felt like John the Baptist. <laughs> Man, yeah. prepare the way. Yeah. He's here. Right? Oh. And, so, and then he started two week, three weeks later. Our pastor, one of our campus pastors preached the next week, and then Jason came back the last week of July mm-hmm. and taught and prayed over Kevin, and then Kevin started the next week. Wow. And it was, it's been so beautiful. But, so that was the first time I ever got to preach. So I kind of said, like, if that's the only one I ever do at this church, that will go down as one of – I have – one other maybe two other experiences preaching that i think no matter what happens in my life i'll never forget and and introducing kevin to our family is one of those really mm-hmm. it's just such a big deal right that, w- that we've watched our people 
suffer so deeply mm-hmm. and we've lost not only a pastor but we've lost friends who've left the church and we've lost opportunities because of financial loss and and it just was a really hard 10 month window mm-hmm. um September to August so almost 11 months right so mm-hmm. it was it was really brutal I've never experienced anything like it really in my whole life mm-hmm. um and it was heartbreaking and so to be able to be the the voice that said and I wouldn't claim to be a mothering voice of a church because I'm not, but I am one of the voices at Crosspoint. Yeah. And um, to be able to stand on stage in a female way and say, we're going to be okay. Mm. We were going to be okay. Yeah. God was always going to take care of us. But at the end of me telling you that, here's the man God brought. And mm. because you know me a little bit and you trust me a little bit, and I'm the only person in the 7,000 member church that's ever known this family before today. Really? <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this is a trustworthy guy and this is a God loving family. And, and then he came out and and it was, um, yeah, I'll just never forget it. Wow. He has the picture framed in his office of him walking out and him and I standing there and I have it framed as well. It's just one of, it just is really one of the most special moments. I I don't know that I'll be here forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what, but I just think, for such a time as this, there was a reason that yeah. God kept me at Crosspoint. Wow. Um, How long have you been a part of Crosspoint? Six, six years. Okay. I, the first couple of years I was in Nashville, I went to a, a different church because the only two people I'd met went to the same church. Mm-hmm. And it's a great church. I, it just wasn't a great fit for me. But I was like, I'll take, pe-, you know me, Enneagram I'll take, 7. I'll take people over theology, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I can, I can, I can handle thinking y'all are a little different than y'all. And y'all being, a, it was a quiet, uh, it was just a different experience than... Um, what I was looking for and what I needed. That sounds very American, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. L- let's go back yeah. there. <laughs> so go. nine oh, years boy. ago, you yeah. move up here. I move up here. You're nannying. You're donating blood. You're yeah, staying up all night, things. filling out questionnaires for yep. $100. Yep, and that's in the it. meantime, you start writing yeah. and speaking. So I'd already written most of my first book. And when okay. I got here, I blew through my savings and finished the book and made friends and um, and was speaking once a year, twice a year. Really? And by, and then by, and that was 2008, um, 9, 10, I sign with an agent. We work on the book proposal. We start pitching it. I get 47 no's by, <laughs> a, right? Did you even know there were that many publishers? Yeah, thank you. I wish everyone could see how hard you're laughing. 47 no's. 47. That is outstanding. I feel yeah. so much better now. Yeah, 47. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, because people look at our lives and they think, oh, this was easy for them, or, yeah. or yeah, of course she has so many books out, or blah, 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 and you're like, 47. Yeah. I, like, still have them, because it I, was when they still mailed you rejections. and Oh, that's even so, worse yeah. than just getting an email. Yeah. I still have, I wrote, uh, five or six years ago, I wrote a 60,000-word uh, novel. <gasps> Did and you? it's the worst thing in the world. Luke, that's but, amazing. But I printed it, if you read it, you wouldn't say that, but I printed it off, and I have it, and it's a nice reminder of, oh, yeah, you do this because you love doing it. Yeah. You, you write because you enjoy writing. Yeah. And it's a gift that you get to be a part of the creative process. Yeah. But there are a lot of no's. And that's that's part of Isn't it. Isn't that true in every part of our life, though? Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of job opportunities that you get no's for. There's a lot of relationship opportunities you get no's mm-hmm. for. There's a lot of writing. I mean, it just never stops. That, yeah. that there are way more no's than yeses, but that's the way we want to live. Yeah. I had know? someone uh, ask me, hey, can you help me? I've got this this speaking thing I've got to do. I feel uncomfortable. Tell me how to do it. And so I walked through the process. And afterwards, he was just kind of slack-jawed, like, I, 
I just thought you were comfortable doing this and it just came naturally to you. I'm like, uh, it comes naturally because I work real hard and none of you see anything but the final product. Right. Which, all the homework, all all the work that I'm putting behind the scenes make it look like I'm not working. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, you just write a book. That's real easy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 47 knows later. That's why, man, I have so much respect for guys like you and Jason, these guys who teach every Sunday to the same people, right? Because y'all Meaning have to- new talk every week. Every yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to do that. I mean, I, I write fresh as much as I can, but I travel. I, I speak maybe uh, seven times a month, mm-hmm. a couple of, you know, some of them are retreats, so it's two or three hits at once. But yeah. but I'm I'm probably, if I'm speaking- I'm going to throw a number. If I'm speaking 100 times a year, I bet I'm only writing, start to finish, brand new content. I bet I'm only writing 10. And the other mm. 90 are me reworking them or yeah. someone going, hey, you'll do this too when your book comes out. You know, someone wants you to come talk about your book. Mm-hmm. You don't write a brand new talk about your book every time. I have for every one of my books, I have a one talk, a two talk, and a, a three, three talk. talk. Yeah. yeah, you told me that. Yeah, and so and so when those people bring in, I don't. I sit with the Lord and I make sure. Is yeah. there anything else to cover? Is there? Is this the right thing? And I talk with the people that I'm coming in to of speak course. at. But yeah, I just have so much respect for pastors and, and Kevin Queen at Crosspoint. I watch. I watch you men, and I watch how and some women that I know, mm-hmm. like Alex Seeley from The Belonging Here. Where I go, man, y'all are like, y'all have to get fresh manna every single week. And so that says a lot about how you have to rest, how you have to, who you have to be in the secret place with the Lord. And and the wisdom and knowledge and the study you have to do. I just have so much respect for y'all who preach every keep week. Keep on going. Don't stop. Yeah, keep, I mean, keep, I'm keep serious. Yeah. And I think a lot of your listeners are probably pastors, so I want them to hear me say. Yeah, thank you. There's so much respect from someone else who does a version of your job. Um, because I recognize that y'all are not the y'all are the unsung heroes of the church in a lot of ways when it comes to this portion of the church, mm-hmm. when it comes to the content development and knowing the Bible and teaching truth, and taking care of your body, taking care of your heart, taking care of your relationships. I think it is. I think it is a really um, challenging job. You don't need to stop. Just keep on going. You, <laughs> I okay. Could. I, I read could. a book recently, Hundred Days to Brave, <laughs> and Shall we? It, it helped me because there's a line in there. That said, to be a writer, it means you constantly have homework. Yeah, it, that's it's right. like to go home and have homework yeah, every night or something exactly like that. That's exactly right. To be a and, writer is to have homework every night. And that's, I, I think, as a preacher, like, so I'm gone this week, but knowing that I was going to be gone this week and not get all my sermon writing stuff done, I had to do it the week before. Yeah. And so I'm literally pulling out a piece of paper that is my sermon for the next time I preach that yeah. I just had in my back because I'm going to look <laughs> at it when I fly home tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. And because I know that if, if I have a responsibility to do what I do on Sundays, it means I have a bigger responsibility Monday through Thursday because yes. that's really when it gets done. And to be fair, it, you also have a big responsibility on Friday, Saturday to rest well and yeah. be good to yourself. I mean, it, I I take the month of August off and people keep calling it a sabbatical and I keep quickly correcting them and say, I'm just on vacation. Yeah. Pastors can go on sabbaticals. You, I'm I've just going you talk on about vacation, yeah. you know? And so I, and I just think, man, yeah, you have to do a lot of work during the week, not, not counting the budgets that churches have to care about, like spreadsheets that y'all mm. have to care about that. And there are parts of my job that nobody knows we have to care about too, that you're like, oh, you think I'd literally just sit and write a book and then write a, write a mm-hmm. talk and then get on a plane? Like, I wish. Yeah. I wish I wasn't dealing with the emails, and I wish I wasn't dealing with the spreadsheets and the budgets and the and that that big poster thing you have with your face on it. Yeah, like my those banner. those don't make themselves. Listen, headshots don't make themselves. It takes a village, so yeah. you got to get people to get you some clothes. Mm-hmm. You got to get yeah, I know. 
Yeah, and those banners, somebody's got to order. Someone's got to. Someone's got to carry one it. of those. You're gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna need one ever. <laughs> I. Where, where, at what part do you go? You know what? It's right for me to have a picture of myself. That's like. Oh, I actually have the exact answer for this. When is that? I was speaking at a conference. My first book was out. So here's the part we didn't get to. The book with 47 nos is my yeah. first book that's out called Perfectly Unique for mm-hmm. Teen Girls. Um, so my I didn't first, read that one because I've never been a teen girl. I'm, I wasn't sure that was true, but I'd heard that you'd never been a teen yeah. girl, so I went with it. True. Um, but you have, you're about to have three of them, so let me know and I'll send you some <sighs> books. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I've got four years. Oh, four years. Yeah, I've you don't have that much time. Ugh. Remind four years, and when, that was not that long ago. Yeah, when um, your sister's... You know, turn that age. Yeah, that's right. Oh. When my little sisters get there, I'll, I got the I got the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of that, like yes, w- we've talked about you as like one of our. You could be one of our daughters because your name starts with A, minus the age, but that's fine. But yeah, we thought like Lindsay and I were thinking. Our oldest is Avery. Our middle is Adeline. Our youngest is Audrey. Annie fits in there. It does, and so we think you could be a daughter, but like we've never like giving you anything as like a daughter so I, I wanted to fix that and oh my so, gosh what so uh, <gasps> we, we brought you something oh my gosh you did you would, and so you got to describe it because people oh, can't okay, see this so for starters it's a it's a uh bag it's a it's a purple um, bag like a, it's a purple bag yeah that is like what people wear when they go to gymnastics yeah exactly and inside of it is a blanket <gasps> oh it has my name on it luke what? i'm dying look at it. it even says annie f and annie f middle initial it's a blanket that looks like a mermaid. It's a mermaid blanket. Yeah, so all the Luke. girls have them with their name on it. And so we thought. Why do you, I feel teary? You oh need to have one gosh. too. And so it has a little bag and everything for it. Luke, so that's so kind. Yeah, it was weird. They actually had them already with the name Annie F. Annie F on it. In Luke, I'm yeah. dying. That yeah. is really sweet. Yeah, you know, we. That but, is such a family move. You just can't know. That mm-hmm. is really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. You're really that, crying. I, oh, my goodness. Really oh, yes. I'm not, like, crying, crying. Yeah. There's just, a tear. There's a tear. Here's That you, yeah, it just, any, <laughs> any move toward family mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. And that is really sweet, even though it's just a mermaid blanket. It's just really sweet to me that y'all thought of that. Well, when spent you. spent your real money on it. W- when you come to Austin next, which I I'm think gonna, is. She's Bring really it. crying. I don't have. I'm a all tissue. right. It's fine. I just. <laughs> but when you, okay, when you're in in, uh, in February, you come yeah. to the house. You can bring your I'm blanket. I'm bringing my blanket. And then all of what you. What if I can... started wearing it on airplanes? Oh, that would be creepy. <laughs> People wear blankets on airplanes. You watch tomorrow. I. Oh my god! I had it's a just long really flight. Sweet. That's so nice of you. You're y'all. welcome. You're I'm welcome. Text Lindsay later. Yeah, and say thank you. Yes. Yeah. So Merry Christmas oh to you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'll take it. As, and it says Annie F. Annie That's F. So funny. Yeah. The, oh my gosh! I can't believe y'all did that. Okay, that so I sweet. I was um, it's I, hot pink too, which I love. Yeah, we thought that was just a nice touch. Yeah, I agree. The blankets on planes freak me out. Yeah, it kind of grosses me out a little bit. Yeah, and uh, that would be a whole lot better option. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because then you're just like in your own thing mm-hmm. versus, and it's actually a mermaid. I can't wait. Yeah, they're very I comfortable. Can't wait. Yeah. We're taking a picture in it. I think, Later. yeah, I, I think only one of us is going to fit in that. Right, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're yeah. not both going to be Sorry. in it. Sorry, we're yeah. taking a picture of mm-hmm. me as yes. a merman, woman. You're okay. the merman. Okay. I have a few more. Oh, wait, I we want... never even finished. You said, when are you going to need a banner? I need to tell you when you're going to oh, need yes, a banner. Oh, yes, yes, and then we've got to get to the journaling thing. Okay. Um, we're doing great on this, by the way. What are we at? We're at like 35, probably. Oh, this is going to be so good. So this is going to okay. be great. Um, when do you need the headshot banner? My very first book does not have my face on the back cover, and I did not have a banner. And I would be at events, and I would be standing at the table, and people would come up and say, when Where's is the Annie? author going to sign the book? 
That's it. And so that is when, if when your face, when when people don't know your face but they know your words, Mm -hmm. you need a banner. Yeah. And you you always need your face on the back of the book or on the jacket. Like on 100 Days to Brave, it's mm-hmm. not on the back, it's on the jacket. But yeah. um, you need it. Well, yeah, you know, it it's actually also on the back of the book. Remember, I told you all this we, about why we yeah, why we have that dress jacket. Yeah, it's a – your listeners know. I mean, it's a heartbreaking situation what happened. Yeah. I'll tell my <laughs> – you. this is – your first book, I don't, is it the first book that's going to be in Target? It's in Target. Yeah, it's in Target. Yeah, it's a Target it's picked first, it up. It's my first hardback. It's called 100 Days to Brave. It's 100 Devotions Towards a Braver, More Courageous Life. Mm-hmm. So on the, yeah, you want to describe it? Since I got to describe the blanket. This is the spine of the book, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's the spine. It has the, the title and the author's name and the publisher at the bottom. And over your name in like a gold font it has the word brave written over annie yeah and so, so they squeezed yeah somehow the printing got off and the title is on top of my name yeah on the first twenty five thousand copies of yeah the yeah <laughs> it it's kind of heartbreaking but uh-huh. i it looks it's beautiful still and so you got a dust jacket out of it yeah so and now there's a beautiful dust jacket and there's lots of gold foil mm-hmm. and i love it you I, there's a handful of dudes that i mailed the book to mm-hmm. before it came out and and Jason says, um, this is the first gold foil I've ever owned in my house. Yeah, but it's it's just more than that. I had a friend who um, was telling me that I need to learn how to like make a signature because I don't I don't have a signature. Like an autograph. Like an I guess an autograph. Yeah, like because this is my signature. That's what my signature is. Oh, looks that's like. not gonna do anything. It's basically a That's an eight. It's C eight, which is like yeah. hey, it's explosive. That doesn't even um, say Luke. Oh, is that an L? Is that what that, that starts? That's that's that that's used to the be Luke. that used to be the L and then it just kind of that's like the Y and the T mixed together. But oh, anyway, wow. so my friend said it just it just become it's just easy to sign that. And so I just do that. I mean, you can do that. It looks like you're writing in hieroglyphics. Yeah, my my friend said it's terrible. Okay. Um and uh so she said you really need to work on your signature. Uh, if my friend Sonia, who I told you you need to have oh, on your podcast. Yeah, 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 I'm going and so to. she yeah, so she's like a a, a, an athlete like a real like gold medals and all that yeah and so we were over at their house having dinner on friday she, she brought up again like in church she says luke sign the bulletin i'm like i'm not gonna sign that she goes sign i'm like i'm okay like she's sign- she's telling you that while y'all are on stage no like while i'm about oh. to get up to preach like oh, in between so and i she goes that's terrible and so we're at the house the other day having dinner and we signed and she's making fun of me and she's practiced like she uh-huh. has a whole page of possible signatures for me like oh, here, that's here, brilliant. here are options and then her husband who um he won two Super Bowls, and he was a oh, big-time athlete as okay. well. I said, with what team? He played for the Giants. Oh, cool. He won a national championship with Texas, and then first-round draft pick by the Giants. Oh, are you so happy to be friends with him? Yeah. Well, I mean, a Texas player, Texas forever. Yeah. Te- okay, the worst part, we're going to come back to this signature. The worst yeah, part sure we are. is- I've listened enough to this podcast. I know how this goes. We'll get back to it. We're going to get back to it. But <laughs> we're talking one time, and so both of them are really, really good athletes. And I was talking about how I used to have long hair when I met Lindsay, and- had dreadlocks and I oh my um, gosh you did yeah I did <gasps> that's so cool yeah well you know anyway but I cut him off before I met my high school football coach for a father-in-law okay and I, I, we made a joke like if, if you run a 4-3 you can have long hair but <laughs> but and and then I was like but if you're like me like you're you're five I said 5-10 I like to say I'm 5-11 sure which is generous but if I say if you're my height and you run a 4-7 <laughs> And they both thought it was the funniest thing in the world, the idea of someone being so slow that they run a 4740. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that's a very <laughs> respectable, respectable time. Yeah, so I don't like being the friend. <laughs> anyway, so what he did when he signs is he signs and puts his 
football jersey number on there. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. thought, what if I did that? I just signed it, and then I put my high school wrestling weight okay, class. So, <laughs> so it'd be Luke Norsley, 135. <laughs> Do you think that would be a good book signature? Do you know my really good friend Dave Barnes, who's an incredible musician, does his like high school something sports number under it, even though it's like 38, 34, I think it is, under everything. That is hilarious. But your signature, like it's got a heart, it's in gold. Like this is a yeah. really well done I know. I, signature. I have been working on my autograph for a lot of years of my life. Did you really? Yeah. I, I kind of always, even when I was little, I, I would pretend to be on TV shows, mm-hmm. but not like as an actress, as, like, being followed around, like, on the Mickey Mouse Club when they used to tour their homes. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, I kind of always thought, I, I yeah, I just always thought that I would be something that signed my name a lot. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? So, I, but, yeah, but, and, and to be fair, I have been writing books full-time for my job for f- six years, so I've signed a lot at this point. And it's working. Thank you. The, um... I do want to ask one serious question about the book for okay. you because we're going to have to switch over at some point, yeah. I think. Um, so I've been reading this. Encourage us to be Thank brave. You. That's kind of you. And I know, um, like I know perseverance is a big deal to you, yeah. right? And so um, when people talk about needing to be brave yeah. and the encouragement to like, hey, keep on going, you can do this, have perseverance, have pushed through, why do you think – for some people, it just comes naturally, it seems like, to be brave and to be courageous and to keep going. And others, it seems like almost an impossibility. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? So, I mean, I think it's interesting to talk about this right after athletes because I do think people who are athletes, actual athletes, already have persevering brains. I think there mm-hmm. is some nature to whether it's easy for you to persevere or not versus nurture. Mm-hmm. So I I played soccer the whole time I was growing up, but I'm just not – I was not – a didn't have a persevering mindset. I had a quitter's mindset. Mm-hmm. And and so I had to nurture myself into a perseverer. Yeah. And so I just think, yeah, I think, I think that's why it's hard is that there are times where we genuinely think um, it's not possible for me to finish this. Yeah. And usually it is. But you know that as your CrossFit self. I mean, we know that if you work out, you know that if you have finished college or gone to school or finished mm-hmm. high school, if you've finished anything, you know that there is a point where you want to quit and you can quit or you can push through yep. and see what happens. And I also think for faith people, there is the confusion that I think some use as an excuse and some really wrestle with of like, is this not working because it's not right? Hmm. Or is this not working and I'm supposed to push through, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is a, I, th- I think that is a hard line. So there's a lot of times where you want to be brave and you want to go toward the thing and you want to, I'm going to pursue this new career, but these doors keep closing. Is that God want me to like still go? Mm-hmm. Or is that me? Am I supposed to do something totally different? Yeah. Or you're in a relationship and it's not working or it is working and you're like, I thought it was going to be easier than this. I thought it was going to be different than this. Am I supposed mm-hmm. to keep going? Am I supposed to give up on this? What does courage look like here? Yeah. Right? And so I think that's true. I think that I think that's the wrestle point yeah. for faith people when it comes to being brave is going like – and so Annie Downs, I tend to lean toward you keep going until the Lord locks the door. Yeah. Because for a long time I went like, I think that door might be closed. I'm going to just sit out here. Yeah. Right? And and I, that never got me where I wanted to go. But pushing doors and walking forward and choosing the courageous thing has worked for me nine times out of ten. And yeah. it's also broken my heart more. And it's also caused more um, wrestling with God than I did before. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely uh, changed my life and 
in great ways and in painful ways. Yeah. But it's who I want to be. Yeah, definitely. As someone who was rejected 47 times Thank before you. your first— Just in publishing. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the rest of my life. <laughs> Do you think that made the destination that much better because the journey was so hard to get there? Yeah, it did. Well, two things, Luke. It made the destination better, and it took the idolatry out of it. And hmm. it changed it from like, well, because when I had moved here, I told people, I write books, I write books, I write books. That's what I'm here for. I write books. I'm really? an author. And then I keep getting rejected. And I wasn't lying. I was writing books. And I, I just thought it was going to work. And then when it didn't work, I went, man, this whole town, if I'm not an author, what am I? Right? And, it, and so it just removed the power of success in this field for me. It did not remove the desire for success or the hope for success. It just removed that um, unquenchable thirst mm-hmm. that can happen when you've taken a dream and turned it into an idol like I had done. Yeah. And I've done that with a couple of things in my life. And the Lord has so far brought them to my mind and fixed them where I've gone, this thing is something I want. Okay, ooh, it looks like an idol. I'm like living for it or I'm angry about God, mm-hmm. I'm angry at God about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for writing books, it took away but that 2010-11 window for me um, was God really April of 10 till November of 11, which is easy to say in like a sentence, but is actually longer than a year of my life was about separating my identity from my job. Yes. And it was like a, a raw chicken breast being ripped in half. Can you imagine that? Like, it's just awful. It's awful. That's a beautiful picture. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's awful. It is a real ripping. It was a real ripping apart mm-hmm. because I had let them sew together. And so now I'm really proud of my job, and I'm proud of the work that we do, uh, but I'm just Annie. Yeah. And so, and you know this because we're real-life friends. Like, my work is not my life. My life is my life. Yeah. And and my work is my job, and I'm proud of it. And But they they – my work doesn't speak to who I am as an Annie. Yep. You and I aren't going to pick to be friends. Our crew of friends that hung out in Michigan, we aren't picking to be friends based on what we do and how many books sell or how many records sell or no. how many people are sitting in your pews. We're picking to be friends because of the humans that we are and the kindness we feel toward each other and the and the connection we have as friends. And and if my identity was tied up in my job, I couldn't have friendships like that. Yeah, I think life ultimately is about learning how to lose. And when you have so much success, you never – understand yourself away from success Mm, and I think a healthy like life journey always involves tearing it apart to use your metaphor of the raw chicken being torn apart yeah and the defeat and the rejections give you the opportunity to grow and one of my my favorite proverbs is you have two people who are in the forest on a stormy night one is a wise man one's a fool and the way you tell them apart is what happens in the brief moment of illumination when the lightning strikes the foolish person looks up and stares at the lightning and goes, oh, wow, lightning. But the wise person takes that brief moment of illumination from the lightning to see the path that he's on and where he's headed. Oh, that's beautiful. And I think the wisdom of suffering is like this is a rare moment of illumination to say, oh, what are things that have grown together in my heart that don't need to be together? What are ways that I'm finding my identity in things that are not healthy and not, yeah. that are not life-giving? Yeah. And not everyone, when they go into the darkness, really takes advantage of it. Right. And it— and it's, I hate when people say the things like, if you don't learn this lesson, God's going to make you learn it again. I, th- I don't think that's his character. I don't think that's exactly how it works. But I do think you can really partner with your suffering to become a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you can fight your suffering and bring more damage to yourself. Yeah. 
And so, and partnering with your suffering doesn't mean I enjoy this. It just means I am brave enough to say that this matters mm -hmm. and that this is, has an effect on me and that this is hurting me. Mm -hmm. And I will ask God, not why is this happening, but what do you have for me in it? Exactly. And that's the lightning. That's yeah. brilliant. And I think that's the, the spiritual discipline of being awake and aware to the fact that God is just as present in the defeat as in success. Yeah. yeah. And I, that doesn't always come easy. Mm-hmm. You're For right. Sure. It's really hard. It is. And it's heartbreaking. But also, like, we only do this life one time. We're here, like, at the most 100 years, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I can get more than that. Okay. But well, we'll put you above and we'll put me below. So we'll average at 100. Okay. Um, and, and then it's never hard again. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right? And so we only, I can't remember. I heard a pastor say this, someone who preaches every Sunday and is faithful to their congregation, but I can't remember who. Um, it talked about that we only. You may know who it is. It may be one. Um, I said it. Faith only happens on this side of heaven. We don't have mm. to believe in things we can't see once we're with God because we'll see. Yeah. Right? And so this is the only time we get to grow and mature and harvest our faith. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that really well. I want to do that as bravely and as strongly and as openly as I can because um, I don't get to do it again. Yeah. Faith does become sight one day. Yeah, right. And that's just a Bible. That's not a pastor. But yeah. You should Paul, write it. Yeah. Paul. Paul. Paul wrote that in Corinthians already. When we get on my podcast, can we talk about how I feel about Paul? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready to do your podcast now? 50? Yeah, this is good. Okay. Do you know who that podcast is brought to you by? I've Rumor is this podcast is brought to us by Podbean. Mm -hmm. It's your all-in-one podcast hosting and publishing provider. You have it memorized, which is really impressive. This whole time I thought you were reading it. No, I, this is from my heart. Uh, just like God's word that I've hidden in my heart, I've also hidden Podbean in my heart because <laughs> they take good care of me and yeah. they'll take care of you as well. And I hear a lot of people use them thanks they, to you. Uh, I think Ian Cron, who records in this same yeah. studio, yeah. The Podbean. Podbean. There's a Podbean in everywhere. All over. All yeah, over. That's awesome. That This was fun. It is fun. So now Let's get all ready. your listeners can know to come to my oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so we'll do – that's what we'll do. And I'll send mine back to your – we're like friends. Yeah, we're virtual friends who are also in-person friends. Uh-huh. Because this is a virtual podcast friendship. Because this podcast right. ends, and now we're going to hear my friend Jennifer Green, Enneagram 2, help us out by doing the outro. And then when that happens, go look for this one in three days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's when yours comes out. That's right. That sounds fun. <clears throat> the Annie F. Downs. We'll Down. see y'all there. Okay. Thanks for checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned.